Hey guys, this is Tosif, the co-host of Through the Web. To go go, my partner in crime in this podcast, is traveling this week, and for good reasons too. He recently got nominated with Cold Fusion at the Septimus Awards for Best Content Creator, for which he is in Europe at the moment. And as such, there's no new episodes this week. However, we knew that there will be weeks like these, so we prepared ahead of time and have a few pre-recorded minisodes where we discuss topics around the usual themes of tech, business and culture. We have two minisodes on this one, and one of them is about the rise and fall of voice-based social media platforms like Clubhouse. The one with the Clubhouse is audio exclusive, so you won't find that anywhere else. And the other one is on cancel culture. So sit back, enjoy, and we'll see you again next week. So for this part of of the video slash minisode that we wanted to do is discuss very small specific topics and come to a conclusion if we support or discard and we call it the verdict mm-hmm. uh, essentially. And today's one, we want to talk about audio streaming platforms. Streaming? Well, audio platforms? Well, I'll call them social audio platforms social so, audio platforms yes. so you know things like clubhouse and um the subset of twitter which is called spaces. spaces yeah so basically where people can get an audience together a virtual audience and um talk and discuss different things but just the specific audio applica- application of it um so we'll start off with you what do you think about this idea i think it's garbage oh okay interesting <laughs> i think um the idea of live uh getting people to listen to a live audio mm. um it's basically replacing radio right in, in a lot of ways uh and the reason why we have long form podcasts work is because people want an alternative to to radio and they can have on demand streaming options um especially building up personalities who will just go on live and talk about things um and 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 yeah i just don't think people have the time or the energy to sit down and listen to our long uh, clubhouse rooms about uh, the next uh, altcoin for four hours and that's what it became after yeah after clubhouse became the, the thing um, yeah, okay so yeah uh, my current stance is that um I, i don't think it's gonna blow up it's only gonna go downhill and we are seeing some signs of it like clubhouse was huge when i think it was valued at probably one of the biggest companies i don't have the stats on, on me right now um but it was definitely valued at one of the the largest kind of uh valuations at the time uh what i liked about the way they did things was they created this network effect that you couldn't get on without an invite mm. um this is a concept with the marketing and business as well where you build um a chain of of followers and and create this fomo which is fear of missing out um that made people want to join in like what's this thing and it invite you felt exclusive Uh, only to go on and just see that oh it's just people talking about stuff pretending to be experts and the real experts are not really in there and even if they are in there it's like what value are they really adding on on audio specific thing which is basically a glorified radio show right um so i guess i'll disagree with you by saying that it is a radio show well maybe a call in radio show might be might be more accurate but 
I think it's more like live streaming, but with it, like when you're interacting with people and comments instead of that, it's like people talking, that kind of thing. Um, I think it could have a place, but is I'm also on the side that it's kind of useless because it, you know, it is, it's not done. So basically um, other apps like Discord and Twitter and everything, they have these functions, but standalone apps like Clubhouse and whatever aren't like 10 times as good for it to be worth, you know, um, actually being paying attention to. So I I kind of see it like, um, you know, for example, I think Elon Musk was on Clubhouse grilling the, the, what's it? The, what's that investment um, app? Um, Robinhood. Yeah, Robinhood, the Robinhood uh, yeah. CEO. So that was interesting because it was kind of like people were like, oh man, this is <laughs> this is crazy. But yeah, like st- stuff like that, it's very rare and it's not, you know, yeah. everyone's kind of gone from it. Now it's just like, you know, invest in my puppy coin that's like, you know, got to yes. blow to the moon and yeah, just full of nonsense. So I don't know, like I, I if I'm going to rate it from 100% being like this is the thing that's going to take over the world to 0%, like this is complete trash. It will be on the order of like 15% kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so, I'd say the same. And I think yeah. the example that you use with Elon Musk trying, you know, going in there and talking about the Robinhood CEO, right? I think the driver of engagement there was because it was Elon Musk and talking about a very trendy topic. Like if you imagine Chris Rock and Will Smith decide to do <laughs> one right now yeah. uh, on, on Robinhood, it's less about Robinhood and more about the fact that they Robin chose Hood? Sorry. <laughs> On Robin like, as well. In this coin. No, no, no. <laughs> Slap. <laughs> Keep the <laughs> coin name out of your mouth. Oh, man. Um, Smith coin. I don't know what that would be. But uh, uh, jokes aside, obviously I meant Clubhouse. If they decided to choose Clubhouse as their place of, of discussing it out, it will be more to the... Um, the popularity of the topic and less of the popularity of the medium mm-hmm. because if they decided to make a newsletter mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, we're going to like do the specific <laughs> newsletters or something else. Or, or it could just, yeah. Or it could just be like a YouTube, like zoom call or something. Yeah. Like, like, well, like whatever yeah. medium they choose yeah. that medium will blow up because yeah. of the topic and not well, because of the well, medium. Let's, let's play devil's advocate for a second. What sure. like a standalone clubhouse app, what would be the killer application for that? What would make it the perfect medium to do anything on like like what would be that use case i think anything that that needs immediate uh, reaction that people don't have access to so it's and and again that's more towards a live angle not necessarily a live audio angle uh, but even then it's like i can't you think of things yeah, yeah you can use other things right because if you look at, I don't know, like a courtroom trial that only people need to listen to straight up right then, mm. and it's like the biggest courtroom trial about something that people have no access to video of, mm. that could could work. But mm. again, I can't think of a scenario where that would that's needed, right? Like like the, the people can always look at the information after. It could also be like you know to avoid any sort of like. Um, um, like uh, tampering of of information. So again, if it's like uh, that, people need to talk about something and they want to broadcast it in a way uh, that everybody gets to listen to it without it being uh, you know tampered with. That's an application. But again, mm-hmm. very rare, very user specific, and the techs out there to do it in other angles, right? Yeah. So again, I don't see club, especially with the numbers that they were valued at. Um, I don't see a use case at all that'll that'll change change the world. So 
Yeah. Um, so I think the verdict is in. It's quite obvious. Clubhouse is a bust. A bust house. <laughs> is, is, is that a term? Bust house? It is now. It is now. Cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Does it exist? Are we going to get cancelled if we talk about it? What does it mean? Um, yes to all three. <laughs> What does it mean? Yes. How? how so, <laughs> no, um, I think cancel culture does exist um, in the definition that I am going to – actually, shall we get a definition? Up? Let's get a definition. Like how usually, do we define cancel culture? Yeah, because How usually, do you define a cancel culture? I'm going to look it up because <laughs> I have a definition, but I don't know if it's right. Okay. Well, oh, what's the definition? My yeah. definition is essentially um, uh, judgment by a crowd. So instead of having like um, the legal system or whatever, like mm-hmm. there's a social level of judgment that people use um, to um, go after someone, but the way they go after someone is always like in a negative fashion. So mm-hmm. it's like, They'll go after the people that um, sponsor you or whatever just to to make sure that you don't do this thing again. So that's mm-hmm. their version of justice. Right. Um, that's a very long-winded. But, yeah, that's that's my understanding. What about you? Um, yeah, I, I would say similar. I, I don't think judgment alone is cancel culture. I think cancel culture would be to the point where… Sorry, justice. Sorry? Justice. Achieving justice, not um, just judgment, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> I think it'll, it'll be a step further where that said individual uh, who is perceived to have done something would then be either driven off completely from doing what they're doing um, or their career to, to end as a result of something they might have said or done uh, either in, in presence or maybe in, in the past. Um, so that's, that's how I would define it. What's the official definition? So Wikipedia says um, it's a contemporary phrase used to refer a form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of a social or professional circle, whether it be online, social media, or in person. So those um, subject to this are said to have been quote-unquote cancelled. Um, the expression cancel culture has mostly negative connotations, and is used in debates on free speech and censorship. Okay. Um, so what is your premise for saying that it doesn't exist? I don't think it exists in the way we think it does. Um, because a lot of the times, in, in examples, like say, like what's an example of someone being cancelled? Can you think of like a big high um, case? Louis C.K.? Okay, so... For Lucy K to have been cancelled, has he is he completely? He's come back recently. Yes, that's what I mean. Okay. So I think the reason for me saying it is is it's we think cancel culture has a very permanent impact, and I think there is for some people maybe Kevin a little Spacey. bit. Yeah, but he's Harvey come back Wein- as well. He's really? Come, yeah, Kevin. Sp- but then, like, see Harvey Weinstein. But then Harvey Weinstein's done some stuff compared but it, to. But he's still cancelled. No, no, no. But I think. Yeah, like, like to compare. So wait, are you saying that cancel culture is only for menial stuff? So it's like not an actual crime. Exactly. Okay. So it's an, I, I would say actual crime versus saying saying something on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But again, what you say also, I think there's a degree. There's like a spectrum of stuff that you need to do. Um, and I, and I say this, you know, like, like the 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 only times I say where it doesn't exist in the way we think is because we think that someone might have done something or said something wrong on Twitter or, or elsewhere, we th- want to cancel them. But 
I think whatever impact is upon them is temporary. Right. The, I, I the, agree with that. The yeah. only time that it's permanently canceled is when they might have done something that is actually a, a crime. Yeah. And where where you know, the the judiciary side of things get is, is involved. Right. Um, I agree with that, but I also believe that as time goes on, I think we'll have this will have less and less effect. So it's like, you know, someone saying something derogatory on, on Twitter wouldn't get them cancelled as badly as it would have in 2016. Yeah, because I think we're at the peak, or I think we even have reached that peak to an extent. Um, I think at one point people were very, very careful and cautious of what they what they say. And I think some people are over it and are just, because now they're saying it, it has no meaning meaning yeah. or Im- impact really. It's, it's like, you know, if you call everyone racist, then it's like, then the word loses meaning. Exactly. And the real racist extent. can just get So I, I think the, the example that I'm going to bring up is, you know, Joe Rogan, for example. So he was, he? Quote, sorry, <laughs> I've ever heard he used to like host TV shows and stuff. All right. Oh, the fear factor guy. Right. <laughs> that's, that's how I know him. <laughs> um, but he has said some stuff, uh, you know, like, like controversial in the sense of either, um, like promote, not promoting. I don't think this is the right word, not encouraging, but implying in a lot of ways that, you know, vaccines and COVID and all that kind of stuff, which, you know, you can look, look up online to have your own opinion. But the idea that he was cancelled during those opinions um, or his his uh, information was he though? There were there was part where he was yeah he um, had little labels, but that's no 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 like with Spotify um, like there were calls of him being uh, to be deplatformed from Spotify. Yeah, but it, it didn't happen, so he wasn't actually. Canceled. No, they deleted a lot of their a lot of his previous oh. videos, uh, but oh. that's because of the 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 racial stuff you also mentioned. So he he used the N word a lot, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and those videos were well, those those episodes were taken down. Okay. Um, but you're right in the sense that any of the the COVID related or vaccine related stuff where he have presented information, there was a label or disclaimer yeah. added to that. So during that whole phase of when people were calling him to be deplatformed and and whatnot, he actually gained two million more subscribers during that whole period. So in a lot of ways, it does work in the sense of you know, you uh, get a lot more attention. And for someone as big, when you're as that big, like, you know, uh, Joe Rogan sometimes says that uh, he, people can't speak out anymore. Like, dude, you're, you're yeah, the yeah. biggest podcast in the world. Yeah. You're the last person to say yeah. <laughs> that you can't speak out. But I think it's the, it's the repercussions that yeah. he's framing that, oh, you can't speak out because you'll-, you'll as, as you're saying this, I'm thinking of uh, some other things. Um, now, I can't name specific cases because it's all fuzzy but i know that this has happened before where someone said something online mm-hmm. they're not a you know big celebrity or whatever they're just just an average guy mm-hmm. or girl or woman or man and then essentially what happens is people will say oh you said this thing and then they call up their workplace and get them fired mm-hmm. and then they can't you know get another job because their name's kind of out there in that situation so, so, so what do you what do you think over that I, I think yeah so 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 first of all what are your thoughts around Something like that happening. Um, I don't think. Well, it depends on what they they did, but That's right. I, for most of the time, I don't think it's right though. Mm. Um, so, a novel idea, a novel concept. You heard it here first. Instead of cancel culture, council culture. So you tell the person what they did is wrong and why. You talk to them, reason with them, and instead of having this abrasive interaction, you actually reason with the person so they still have the result of not doing it again but without ruining their lives and being better off and educated for it. What do you think? 
I think it's easier said than done, especially <laughs> when it's done via texts yeah, on, on a Twitter screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on Twitter, I think it's impossible. Yeah, uh, to be fair, um, but I, uh, in 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 theory, I think that definitely is the way where to go because uh, there's an example that we shared in another of the video where someone was being very aggressive and negative to this actor. I forgot the details, but he said that the actor should have died in that movie in real life instead mm. um and the actor then went onto the guy's twitter profile just trying to you know have a go at him and saw that he had a uh life-threatening disease he was on hospital beds instead of of having a go at him the actor started a gofundme page got lots of money for 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 the guy gave him a life-changing surgery through that money and and basically the the guy said i'll i'll be you know i'm thankful i can't believe this happened i'll try to be more positive in life so that is an example in some ways of of council culture yeah. um but i think like in theory it should work mm. like you know just, just being nicer to someone but i i don't know if if so it's it's not like you know a few individuals can start doing it and it's going to work but i'm just saying if we replace the norm of council sorry, cancel culture with cancel culture, where it was the norm to just be like, hey man, like, you know, that's not on and this is why, et cetera. I think that it would be in the end more beneficial than what we have mm. because you're getting people that are either financially hurt um, and then people that are just angry on the other side. And it's, you know, instead of having like a better understanding and agreement from talking, it's just this uh, straight up witch hunt, which, mm. uh, you know, can sometimes even wrongly accuse someone or you know i think, I think that's, that's the that's yeah. the difficult part is because a lot of the times you can wrongly accuse someone mm. right um because a lot of the things are taken out of context or or and then you basically can end someone's you know livelihood because the mob decides that that person has done or said something but again as you mentioned it just depends on what what is being said like yeah. if someone's being openly racist that's, on on twitter sorry just, just one thing so um I was watching this uh, this YouTube video, and it was about I can't remember what the the name of the person was because I I hadn't heard of them. It was kind of just like um, I stumbled across it, and I was like, oh, I'll watch it. So it was like this: the fall of this um, Minecraft YouTuber, I'm pretty sure. Right. And they were like, yeah, really young, like 17 or something. And then someone like, well, everyone thought they were annoying. Like the the community thought they were annoying, so they were hated already. But mm. then someone photoshopped. Um, an image of them talking on discord and like using racial slurs and everything. And they never did it. And oh. then like people were like, Oh, let's get him, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, like it came out that it didn't happen, but that kind of, not everyone got that message. So it was still a stain right. on that person, even though it didn't happen. So it was like, yeah, it's quite dangerous to just use like um, the wisdom of the crowds and yeah. like follow what everyone else is doing in a pylon mentality. I think it's, it's quite dangerous because mm. not everyone's thinking at that stage. It's kind of, everyone's just going with, what the it seems doing. to me it stems from the idea of of a bit of education as well i think one bad thing about the internet being available for all at all demographics at all ages at all places in the world is that there's no onboarding like people are just no here's the internet you know like there's no one-on-ones there's no uh, moral um ways of using it there's no understanding but, but, but i think you know you've got to even go before that like um people should learn what you know what to do and what not to do with 
to other people before getting on the internet. Like, as in the internet isn't the problem, it's the people using it. Oh no, I, I know, but the thing is because of, and, and that's why I keep saying about tech and internet, and it's just like, it's an, it amplifies what we are in person rather than it, us turning into that, that person mm-hmm. a lot of the times. So it's like, because a lot of the times, you know, the, the, these phones are available everywhere, internet's available everywhere. A lot of these people haven't left their cities. They don't know what the other side looks like. Like, you know, like, uh, and, and they're just going on about just being racist or being angry towards a different culture, for example, or someone else with a different identity. Like that's where all these problems happen because we don't understand the other other side. So it's, um, I don't know what, like, other than education in terms of, it's not the job of the internet per se, but, I don't know how, how you'd, you'd get past something like this, right? Because it, it seems to me like that's where it stems from. It's because someone is actually racist and it it just amplifies through through what they say uh, online. Mm. Um, I guess there's definitely something to be said for that because, mm. you know, it's not like someone who is, you know, an upright person who's just going to work and, doing whatever they do and the kindest person in the world, as soon as they turn on their computer, they're like, nah, yeah, exactly. it, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. So, um, yeah, like I think it just traces back to a societal problem um, mm. essentially. But then I guess we have to ask ourselves, the internet has been um, in the mainstream since, let's say, like early 2000s, right? Um, obviously early adopters were there way yeah. before. But like say, yeah, early 2000s broadband, everyone was kind of on the internet. Mm. Why did cancel culture not happen until like 2013, well, 2014, 15, 16, or 16 was the big year. Why was it then? Um, you know, Facebook and all the social media platforms are around for a few years before that. So so I think I disagree. I think cancel culture had a different name or a different way of being displayed prior to the internet. So the idea of boycotting a company, for example, say if somebody, you know, a prominent figure, uh, or a company did something, we would boycott their products. I think that was a theme that I've seen, you know, for that's, that's true. decades and decades. And there's also the idea of the mob mentality, you know, like um, like protests and, and things of witch that witch sort. Hunts, yeah. But yeah, we, we, like the whole idea, the, yeah, the, the I, I get it. Concept of witch hunts in itself is is historic. It's, yeah, it's basically cancel culture. But the thing is, I think what's changed here is that the idea the grievances are becoming more and more flippant. Mm. Um, it seems like maybe not so much now, but you know, at least a few years ago, mm. like it would be like the, the mo- like, you know, the, the most minor thing um, could cause like an, a, a social infraction, a loss of credits, credit scores. You mm. know? Um, so I don't know. It seems like something's kind of changed uh, in the way that um, everyone has to be hyper vigilant about what they say because mm. everything can be offensive. Um, I think that's the difference. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think that's where it's being, it's it's gone to because you're you are broadcasting yourself uh, as as you become a, a more prominent figure, um, and I think internet allows for anyone to be that that figure, mm-hmm. and because the recipient is not someone who's within your town or someone within a smaller community where you could have reached by what you say, anything and everything you say could be interpreted differently by someone who has no idea who you are, no understanding of the concept or the context that you're talking about mm. and could deem whatever you've said as a completely 
opposite thing that you've meant mm-hmm. it to be, right? And that's why again, like comedians get the the biggest flag because be hard, yeah, yeah, like like uh, like you know they they get the 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 the, the most hate in mm-hmm. some ways because they're you know I remember seeing Russell Peters in two thousand six seven ish like you know some of the jokes he made at that time um i was laughing my arse off like yeah. oh he's making he's literally making accents of of asian people being asian being you know chinese and japanese yeah. and filipino and he's a brown dude yeah like full-on insulting them he's insulting his own like you yeah. know like indian culture he's insulting white people like like all that kind of stuff i grew up watching in some extent and i was like oh this is funny because you know i'm not being racist here um understanding like their culture through these jokes yeah. and in some ways it made me appreciate the cultures a bit more because i you know i've found it through that and now I, i didn't move mm. to a different country back then yeah so it was interesting for me to see how how this was but now you couldn't do it but but here's the thing you can do it like i'm sure he's still doing it it's just like like dave chappelle for example the amount but of they, times they, he was cancelled no no but okay but what i'm saying is it doesn't It doesn't feel the same. Like it's I think like that's true. It's like you do I the think that's you, where the difference yeah, is. You, yeah, you you do the joke in two thousand and six, and it was like this is uh, this is funny. There's no one think. There's no thinking hard about it or like second guessing or trying yes. to get to some you know nefarious mm. plot. It's just that's the joke and that is funny because mm. that's what the culture was. But then now it's like you have to do it despite uh, yeah, it, no, it but being, not not just that. It's like the the joke goes out there, and then like like the audience is kind of like. Yeah, that's funny, but oh, it's a bit. Oh, really, should he have done that? And it's kind yeah. of like it feels different. Yeah. If, so no, right. no, I think it's it's a bit confusing because you want you know improvement, quote unquote improvement, or people being more um, understanding of other cultures or of other identities and things of that sort. So I think uh, it's it, that spectrum of of where something is is just so widened now. You just you just don't know where something sits, mm. right? Like a joke or a comment or or a status update. Like like where do I where do I put it? It's uh, back to postmodernism, right? My yeah. arch enemy. It's like everyone <laughs> makes their own interpretation of everything. Um, no, but I, I think yeah, you're right there. It's like um, the 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 goalposts and the um, Ovalton window has sh- mm. just keeps shifting, and it's kind of like um, you know saying this okay now, but then in five years it might be like offensive. It's like You don't know what's gonna, what's going to happen. Yeah, like, and and I think uh, at the end of the day, I think personally, what we need to do is is like everything has a crowd for it, right? Um, saying something to you as a friend, or you know, being very open, or, or you know, in closed doors is different to saying stuff to a, a publicly available channel, right? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we like a lot of the things we wouldn't say. To someone's face because they might feel, you know, offended. Um, but that doesn't mean like I'm trying to hurt them or, or anything like that. You know, it's it's like it's it's hard to hard to explain it okay. in some ways. Um, so so for example, you you could say something amongst your friends and not mean it in a negative way. But if someone else heard that, they might think you're you're being aggressive. If that makes sense. Yeah, but. Are you saying that's an a now thing, or are you saying that's always been the case? That's always been the case, but I think when we publicly say those things, uh-huh. we're now being considered as aggressive or or being negative, or uh, because because the channel is so much more broader. Yeah, um, I'm not so sure. Like, I think that to me that seems like a different a different issue. Like mm-hmm. saying one thing to some, 
maybe it's if you're talking about um, maybe certain social issues or whatever, mm. like keeping that to your friend group and mm. what you think about that different from like the public where you don't mm. really talk about it. I can see that. Yeah. But I still think that that's kind of a symptom of the uh, the hyper uh, sense to take like offense mm. to everything. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of like the backdrop underlying layer. But I think I think we're kind of yeah. gone, gone a bit uh, bit long in, into deep philosophical things. So I guess we can uh, kind of cap it off with the verdict of whether we think cancel culture does exist or doesn't. What do you think? Um, I think uh, the definition we have uh, provided, uh, cancel culture exists to an extent, but not in the way a lot of people make it out to be. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree there. Cancel culture does exist, but it's not a permanent thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Verdict done. <laughs>